Well, hello and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. I'm Christine and I'm here with Nate. Hello. And Sung. Hey. And uh, yeah, you're just waking up. Yeah, just to be honest with you guys, I woke up so late today. <laughs> I I woke up like 15 minutes before I was supposed to be here oh this morning. So I've had two sips of coffee. Is it? Did you have that feeling like when you wake up and you look at the clock and you're like, "What are you telling me? I don't understand." Well, so what happened was I woke up and I was like, "I feel way too rested for it to be the time when I was supposed to wake up." That's um, that's good. And then I looked at my clock. I was like, "Yep." so yeah um i knew i knew before i looked at the clock that it was um (laughs) it was later than i hoped but yeah wow Um, and then nate you're you're coming in uh something around your finger something wrapped around your finger (laughs) i smashed my finger really bad it's a it's a bad one it's a it's a bad one not the worst injury i've ever had but i think that the recovery (laughs) is gonna be one of the most difficult because it's my finger and i use my hands a lot and it just is i'm gonna be it yeah. did provide fodder for two of the greatest dad jokes i've ever told. oh gosh so for, so let's hear for it your listening enjoyment here we go the first one was i was in the er and i was talking to the doctor and she's like oh like this is gonna be okay you know um, it's fractured, but we'll be able to put it back together. And I said, oh, good. I thought I was only going to be able to count to nine and three quarters. Oh, <laughs> and, she, and she just stared at me. <laughs> and, I, and I look over at Amy and she's just shaking her head. I was like, okay, I thought, I thought, that, was, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was yeah. going to land pretty well. And then yesterday I was talking to my oldest daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, Lucy, who's 16, and I was saying, yeah, so the doctor said, you know, they're probably going to have to put a couple pins in it. And she said, witch doctor? And I said, no, 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 she's not a witch doctor. She's just a, she's just a really good surgeon. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I think one of those buttons has a laugh track, right? <laughs> I, I probably got to use it because nobody else, or, or the cricket one might be more Yeah, yeah, the cricket, yes. <laughs> I was super proud of myself. Wow. But one thing that I realized, because then I retold the jokes on like our family chat and I realized they truly are dad jokes because Mm. Amy didn't find it funny, but my kids did find it. (laughs) So, you know, they just appreciate the eye rollers and the groaners. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so we're we're coming in a little worse for the wear this morning. Yeah. But you know, happy to be here. Merry yep. Christmas. We're uh we're just gonna get rolling. Yeah. Last uh, episode of the season. Yeah, right. And it you up. could join us in the new year. H- wish you and your family or your loved ones a happy holiday, Christmas, New Year's, all that. Yeah. Mm. So So what are we, how are we wrapping this up? So we've been talking about technology a lot. And I think today what we're going to do is just kind of get down in the nitty gritty. What are some practical things that we can do to not like uh, run away from technology? Because that's pretty much impossible. Mm -hmm. We're talking digital technology specifically. But what are ways that we are uh, in control of our lives um, in regards to technology instead of technology controlling our lives. Yeah. Because there is a difference. Uh, you can, you, you, you know, we own technology, but a lot of times uh, technology owns us mm-hmm. because, and we've talked about that in previous episodes, all the notifications and dings and likes and, and it's just an addictive behavior that has been, that companies pour billions of dollars into so that they could generate more money while we live kind of this uh, numbing, mindless life, mm-hmm. which is not the good life. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about some of those like practical steps yeah. because I feel like that's been over the last uh, few weeks as we've been recording. I know I've, I've actually been the kind of rethinking my relationship with technology in mm. a couple different areas. And um, yeah, I feel like at first uh, I felt like I had really good maybe boundaries and structures in place, but I was still feeling that rub of mm. like, but I it's still taking up so much more of my time or it's, it's so much more distracting than I want it to be. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm excited to talk about some practical cool. steps. Do, have, have you, is there anything that you have found to be helpful? Additional sort of things that strategies you put in place? Yeah. So the first thing that I put in place and I felt like such an old person. Oh yeah. Bring it. <laughs> but well, you did have a birthday not that long yeah, ago. I know. You put I turned, the phone on the floor. You can't <laughs> bend over to pick it up. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Nate, stop projecting. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the way um, over there. <laughs> um, no, but I, so, you know, I feel like there's this, uh, this maybe, I can't think of the word because I'm still asleep, but there's this idea that um, stigma that like if you use sites in browser it's like the old person way to do it you okay. know like i hear about my mom using facebook and browser and i'm like oh, wow, wow. Huh. you know because uh, you have the app right um so it felt like like a big step for me but i deleted like half my apps oh, okay because i uh at basically anything that i could do in browser I am just doing in browser mm -hmm. now, which includes Facebook and Instagram, wow. which I thought was revolutionary. But I see uh, by your faces that it is not that revolutionary. I mean, I've, I've always um. done that, but I, did, <laughs> I didn't grow up in sort of the app like generation. Yeah. And and I and so for me, I don't like a cluttered phone. So yeah. I'm like, well, I'll just I'll just find it. It, that, yeah. The app really has to be offering me something that I can't do in browser for me to actually put the app on there. Yeah. Uh, and that's I, good. I think Instagram and Facebook, they both offer things that you can't do in browser, but they are the things that keep you distracted. Yeah. yeah. And so I have found, yeah, I like, I click on it less often because I have to open, it's not like the most beautiful icon on my phone. Uh -huh. Um, and just like drawing my attention, but also I stay there less, uh, I, I don't stay on as long. Right, I yeah. only go on to do the things that I want to do, connect with people I want to connect with. Mm. Then I hop off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's been, uh, that's been a big thing for me. Yeah. I mean, one example of that is that Facebook marketplace. You can't, I know this because I use it in browser. Right. You can't message people from from yeah. the mobile site yeah. so if i'm like looking for something i have to like really want to engage because i'm gonna have to like get up and like open up my computer and like yeah. log into facebook and so it is it's just those limits in some ways it's not like you could just sit there and be like you know is this available you know yeah. how would you take this for this you can't really do that you sort of have to be a little bit more purposeful in the yeah. way you engage it's less convenient which mm -hmm. helps me be more intentional mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been, that's I mean, been it's a one. good, uh, in terms of a general principle, like yeah. inconveniencing yourself mm -hmm. yeah. sort of speaks against one of the primary promises that technology makes. Yeah. If you're sort of saying, look, I'm removing the convenience part of this, you're sort of back to the usefulness alone. Yeah. So yeah. that's an interesting strategy. Um, that's an interesting strategy. I think I, I take a half step of that strategy, which is I used to have social media on my, like the, the, what is it? The, uh, when you open up your phone, it's right there. The main screen. Oh, the main screen, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I still have it on my phone, but I, I, I have a, an Android. So all you iPhone haters can just, you know, uh, 
go on a rant right now. <laughs> but um, uh, so I, I have to go to the, the list of all my apps to actually go find Facebook or Instagram, mm. which, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, and to be honest, uh, even when it was on my, it, well, when it was on my uh, home screen, it was a lot easier to just click because it's there. Mm-hmm. Now that it's, it's out of sight, uh, for me, it's kind of out of mind yeah. mm. to the point where I don't really check it. Uh, and, and this might be TMI, but I, 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 if I do ever look at it, it's, it's usually when I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, that's classic. So if someone yeah. is commenting on your Facebook yes. post, yeah. you that, just exactly, that is absolutely that right. You have a very special place in his home and in his heart. <laughs> uh, because, because then, yeah, so that, that has really worked for me. It's dr- drastically reduced my I- engagement with social media and, um, and, and I don't miss it. Mm. Mm-hmm. it. It's just like, you know, uh, the, the whole sense of, and this was like, I think when social media first came on, there's a sense of like, Oh, my value and my significance relationally is reflected by likes and this and that. Mm. And I, I think part of it is when you practice, let, well, and this is maybe another practice, sol- intentional solitude, yeah. Yeah. right? Th- then you realize, like, j- this is just like cotton candy, mm-hmm. which doesn't really bring you fulfillment relationally or, or even in- with life. And so, um, I, and I will say one, one thing, one thing I think a practice I, I kind of do, but I, 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 maybe I need to still examine why I do this, but I would love to like, just not like anybody's posts <laughs> because I, I think that's like social relational candy. Yeah. And, um, honestly, I, uh, yeah. So maybe that's a practice, like instead of seeing mm-hmm. it as a nudge, like, Hey, I see you, which I just kind of feel like, you know, if they're really close, they know that I see them cause mm-hmm. I see them physically. Yeah. If they're not close, why do I even need to tell them I see them? Yeah. Right. Like, just don't press like and just, um, uh, and maybe it's even blocking or unfriending. I have way too many quote unquote friends, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like most of their lives, like I don't, I don't know them that personally or that well at all. And it's just, you know, yeah. so the, the gains of social media, Instagram, Facebook is just uh, really diminishing returns over the years. And for me, putting it out of sight, yeah. out of mind. And, and oftentimes, you know, I, I would rather bring a book into the, the bathroom than, mm. than look at look at social media as yeah. well too, so. Um, the thing that you said about practicing solitude, it mm. lines up really well with one of the sort of, um, kind of a non-technology practice that I think is really helpful, which is practicing single tasking. Mm. Like yeah. when you have an opportunity, and this really, and I'm sure I've shared this story before, but I'll, I'll give the brief version. I took a silent retreat several years ago uh, and I was uh, away for a week. And up until that time, pretty much any time I was in the car, I was listening to music or NPR or, or a podcast or something like that. And after seven days of silence, I got in my car and the radio was on because it was always on and I started to drive. And in about two minutes, I found it so overwhelming. Yeah that I turned it off and I would say I probably only have the radio on at most 5% of the time that I'm Mm. in the car. The rest of the time I just drive in silence. Mm. Um, And the practice of single tasking is a way that you can not only wean yourself from some types of technology, but also get yourself used to just like focusing on one thing. Mm. I mean, you can't even like, 
use most apps without having to multitask right. or play a game on your phone. Like I was playing a game uh, and my young nephew was looking over my shoulder and he was obsessed with like the little banner ads at the bottom of the <laughs> game. I don't, I don't even realize that they're there, yeah. but I'm like, oh, this is like a multi like input experience. Mm. Cause not on, only am I like playing Sudoku or whatever it was, but also there's these ads cause he, and he kept, he was reading them out loud and it was so funny cause he'd be like, by now, what is that? Or he'd be like, <laughs> download? What should we download? And I was like, oh my gosh, you don't even realize that yeah. those messages are just always there right. until they're in your ear. But single tasking is a way to sort of wean ourselves off of that mm. really broad experience of always having our attention divided. So mm. driving can be one of those, you know, yeah. like mm -hmm. preparing for bed or reading a book or, I mean, there's lots of ways that you can choose to single task. Yeah. And I think just like a lot of Americans suffer from sleep deprivation, I think uh, almost all Americans suffer from solitude deprivation, mm -hmm. where there is no input from anybody else, uh, and meaning that uh, you spend zero time alone with your own thoughts, yeah. your own heart, and, and your own condition. Uh, I, I would say most people don't embrace that. Yeah. In fact, just uh, just was it a couple of nights ago? I was having a conversation with my son, who is like he loves music. He plays violin, piano. Now he's starting to trying his hand on composing things. And I just, I, ironically, I saw this one uh, reel and I showed it to him because the message at the end was really great. And the message at the end said, "Distraction is the death of art." Mm -hmm. But boredom is the birthplace of yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. And, and I and I just yeah. When I saw that, Micah, I thought of you because there are times when he's like, oh, "I'm bored," and we're like, "Well, that's that's not a bad thing, right?" Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's channeled that now. And this is usually like you know, Amy and I are off to bed, and and he's still up for a couple hours. It's like, hey, use that time use that quote unquote boredom to yeah. kind of dig into your creative mind and heart and, and just explore that. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. as adults, like we don't want to put those limits on ourselves. And so we just kind of numb ourselves with social media and, and, you know, mm -hmm. Netflix and things like that. So, yeah. 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 And I think because there are so many options, uh, as adults, uh, I don't know, maybe even as teenagers, it's like, uh, I, I have found myself having to choose, boredom more often mm -hmm. um because i think again you, like you never have to be bored um uh like there are always more things to be doing on my phone on my computer at work yeah at, you know like there are always just more things to do um and so yeah i have uh yeah i think one of the like tangible practices is when i find myself bored um, just like refocusing on the options instead of just doing whatever's easiest when I'm bored, giving myself a list of options. Do I want to rest? Do I want to invest in this skill or talent? Or do I want to be creative or go for a walk? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Instead of, because usually it's like five minutes, right? It's like, oh, I have five minutes between things. I'll just scroll for those five mm -hmm. minutes. But finding other, like, yeah, for me, it was like creating a list, a short list of these are things I can do aside from scrolling. I mean, that that in and of itself is a great strategy. I mean, like in the analog days of my youth, like we absolutely had lists about about stuff to do when we were bored because we'd be like, mom, I mean, so there, I have three brothers and we would, mom, we're bored, blah, blah, blah. And so we had like a list on the fridge that was like, do a puzzle, you know 
draw a picture, like play all these things that you could yeah. do. And just having that, I think it really is uh, a, a, another strategy you can use to sort of say like, look, I don't have to just slip into the default of my phone. I actually have some resources that I can take advantage of. Yeah. I think with that too, I just think of sometimes people fall into the habit of uh, eating when they're mm. uh, anxious or bored or they need comfort food or whatever. And it, it, it's actually not, it, it, it's a bad, it, it's a negative behavior triggered by some emptiness, mm. right? And what if uh, instead of like creating a list of things that you could do instead of the natural behavior of I'm bored, what do you do? Pick up your phone. Yep. Mm. So what if you created like here, here are two or three things that I could do instead of just the automatic behavior of boredom being like pick up the phone and just kind of scroll yep. through things, yep. right? What if, yeah, what if you, whatever it is, um, yeah, what, I mean, there's so many things that are yeah. so much more productive than just picking up the phone well, or, or even embracing yeah. that sense of boredom. Well, and this is one of the things that, again, a strategy that a general strategy that I've shared, um, but uh, it applies in this context as well, which is that like I always try to have a, a hobby or a craft that mm. is easy to pick up and easy to put down, mm -hmm. mm. especially in the wintertime when I'm often stuck inside. Um, for me, like just having this thing that it's like, oh, I could do this instead of, I mean, I, I think like, man, get a hobby, like not, <laughs> like, right. not in a critical way, but really like <coughs> try something new mm -hmm. and have it as available as yeah. your phone. You know, yeah. I think it probably yeah. drives my wife crazy sometimes that I've like half finished baskets and spoons that I'm carving and brooms <laughs> that I'm making and sort of like around the house. Yeah. Uh, but it basically means that when like last night was a great example, I was really sort of emotionally exhausted and I was, it was like eight o'clock and I was like, man, if I just like go up to bed now, I'm just going to like watch um, my Mm -hmm. videos on my phone for two hours. Mm -hmm. So instead I picked up one of these crafts and did that instead. And then after like an hour and a half, I was like, Oh no, I'm actually tired. Now I could yeah. actually just like mm -hmm. go to bed. Um, so literally just having some of there's like, there is an endless array of things that we can put ourselves to creatively. Mm -hmm. And that is sort of, instead of just saying like, don't use technology, it's sort <laughs> of like, no, lean into this. And right. then the need to use technology diminishes accordingly. Yeah. Right. This might seem like a really obvious one, but I would just say turn off your notifications mm. or put them, put them on silent. Yeah. Right. Um, that, that doesn't need to distract you every three seconds. Mm -hmm. Some, every time somebody emails you or texts you, I, I think we, we have this, un, like this fear of being unreachable because we're needed right at that moment, whether it's work or family. And yes, there are emergencies that do happen, but give me a break. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I, and I think if you took some time to examine where those fears come from, again, it points to the lack of uh, the, the just solitude deprivation mm -hmm. because there's, you're trying to fill something, whether it's a sense of significance, I'm needed, I'm important, somebody needs to reach me if they can't reach me, or there's a fear of like you're going to miss out on something. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, um, so you, you've probably heard this term before, but instead of FOMO, it's JOMO, right? The joy of missing out. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. You know, the, the fear of missing out was a big thing. Now, like more and more people are talking about the joy of missing out. And yeah. you know what? There is so much joy in missing out and not caring, mm -hmm. like whether you're included or not, or, you know, you're, you're light. You, there's a greater sense of meaning and, and transcendence that can be 
brought into your life <laughs> when you do miss out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in a step further from even beyond just shutting off notifications is that like you can choose to do things without your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you could take mm-hmm. a walk and purposefully yeah. like leave your phone at yeah. home. Like dinner time yeah. could be the kind of thing where it's like there are no, no phones, phones allowed. in the room. Yep. Or mm-hmm. I think you do this, Christine, like your phone is not in your bedroom or, or something like my that. My phone, uh, all like of my apps the room. shut off. Oh, at, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So essentially it's, mm. it's the equivalent of just being a clock at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, there are ways to choose to, to have these chunks of time without your phone. And again, I, I think if we really thought about it, Sung, I think you're right, that our fear of missing out on something extraordinary or of there being an emergency that requires our immediate attention, uh, those are very, very, very <laughs> few and far between. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's really more about the way it makes us feel versus mm-hmm. the practical yeah. need. Yeah, I think uh, along those lines, I, I want to posit a, a like third reason it's hard sometimes to turn off notifications, which is there have been times when I have done that. And then, you know, like I come into work the next day and I have like 110 emails, yeah. you know, or like, oh, all of a sudden I have 20 texts. And it's not that any of them are important, but there are just it like yeah. feels like, oh, if I don't check this. I'm not checking it all the time. I'm going to like drown right. in mm. all of this communication. Right. Um, and what I found is this, that was how I was feeling. I think like earlier in the semester. Um, but once I removed Instagram and mm. Facebook and even like Duolingo, which isn't technically communication, but kind of, there are like all these other things that were taking the same sort of brain energy from me mm-hmm. as responding to those texts and emails. And so it was almost like, it was so much that I had to be doing it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and once I removed the ones that weren't necessary, I had more energy to invest in the conversations that matter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just like a, another part of like sometimes shutting off notifications. I'm like, but then tomorrow will be terrible. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> micro equivalent of like going on vacation and coming yeah, yeah. back yeah, and finding your desk exactly. just like piled with <laughs> responsibilities that you just have to work twice as hard now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I think, yeah, again, that that's when like prioritizing and seeing what, what takes this energy from me and yeah. which ones are unnecessary. So, yeah, when it comes to texting and maybe this is just cause I'm a Gen Xer, uh, I'm, I'm just so bad at responding immediately that people just know if, if you text song, he's not going to respond to you for like another 24 hours mm-hmm. at, at least. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's a faux pas, but I just don't really care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, cause most of it is not that important or that urgent. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, I mean, maybe it's different if you're a college student and you have tons of friends and you know, you want to keep that social connection, Yeah. but, um, yeah. I got plenty of college students that don't text me back in, in, a, in a timely fashion. So. I was going to yeah. say, I have one of those too. So yeah. at the same time, you know, uh, she'll text back her friends like... I was going to uh, say, maybe it just means we're not important. <laughs> Whoops. And I, I do think though, like it, it does become... Uh, I used to be really good at responding right away because it was um, of my generation. Mm-hmm. But again, like the you get to a point where even if you don't have that many friends, somehow you have so many texts in a day that like literally if you can text me and within an hour, your text will be out of sight, Yeah, you know? And so 
And I think that that is a generational thing. Yeah, for sure. Where that it becomes to me. it becomes difficult <laughs> to keep up. <laughs> it becomes difficult to keep up with with all the communication. Yeah. Um, One strategy along those lines I found mm-hmm. particularly helpful is to become a grumpy old man. And then basically <laughs> there are fewer people that are trying to get in touch with you. And when they do, they don't have a good experience. Chris, so. Christine almost snorted out her coffee all over the microphone. Spit that right out. So they don't, oh so they don't, they don't text you twice. <laughs> I was expecting, I was like, oh, I wonder what like legitimate advice Nate can have along these no. lines. <laughs> no, just have an autoresponder get off my lawn. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, speaking of, we've been ta- talking about different ideas and you had said like going for a walk. I was just thinking, you know, even if you're not a walker, one thing that you can combine is m- maybe w- what I'd call a gratitude walk, mm. right? The practice of gratitude is something that really does enhance people's sense of happiness and, and meaning and satisfaction in their lives. Uh, one, when you leave your phone at home and you go for a walk and it's not just, not just mindless walking or just kind of like, Oh, you know, you're, I mean, what you don't want to do is just scroll through your phone when you're walking, Mm -hmm. but really like just practicing gratitude as you walk, you know, you're, you're walking by neighbors and dogs and, um, trees and birds Mm -hmm. and, and just, just get, get into the practice of combining not the physical act of walking, but also the, the emotional and spiritual mm-hmm. practice of just expressing gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is just a funny story along those lines. Uh, our community group did an end of year, like reflective letter where we, you know, like part of it was thanking God for like the joys over the past year. And one of the things that like rose to the surface for me was this one bird that I saw <laughs> like on every single walk. And it was because I wasn't like, didn't have my phone to distract me. I didn't have any like audiobook or anything in my ears. Mm-hmm. I would just walk every single day past this one least bittern, which is a funny looking bird. Um, and he, hey, he made me made it onto my, uh, you know, <laughs> top 10 list for yeah. the year. Wow. Um, but I think it is. It's like that uh, taking time to look around because like God's creation is so good and beautiful and taking time to, to reflect and be grateful. And um, yeah, all of that uh, together. Yeah, I one uh, uh, one uh, other thing along those lines that um, that I've found, and some of my family members do as well, is that like you can you can when you remove technology from a space, like a walk, or when you or something like that, you can actually replace that with like a real person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like if, if going on <laughs> a walk that? all by yourself yeah. feels overwhelmed, like literally, that is the space where you can find someone that you walk with yeah. Yeah. regularly. Yeah. Um, and here's another example, like I do things that are dangerous as evidenced by the beginning uh, of the podcast. And when I'm doing something dangerous, I, I could just say, oh, I'll have my phone in case of emergencies. Now I always bring somebody with me. If mm-hmm. I'm going to be cutting wood, uh, in the forest or something, I always am like, Hey, I just don't do that alone. Yeah. That's yeah. just not the kind of thing. Or, you know, um, if I'm doing something with an animal that seems a little bit sketchy, mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, Hey, I just need another set of eyes. Like make sure he doesn't take me out while I'm not looking. Yeah. Um, Cause that's happened, right? A pig is like run you over. Yes. All of these things have happened. (laughs) Actually, I've never injured myself cutting wood uh, badly. That's good. Uh, But again, it's just one of those things. You can replace that space with an actual person. Well, and even, you know, I I often think back to uh, a conversation I had with uh, Laura, who's who's the wife of one of our our staff members in another location. And um, she was talking about how she has created strong community out in Canton. 
And I remember just how revolutionary it was. She said, when I'm doing laundry, I always invite someone over to do laundry with me. Because I'm like, no, when I'm doing laundry, I watch Netflix, right? Like, I do laundry while I watch Netflix. Um, but realizing, oh, yeah, you can replace yeah. technology with actual fellowship that's going to be filling you up and probably blessing that other person mm -hmm. who would otherwise just be on their phone at their house. Um, and the way that, yeah, just all of these little things that we have kind of isolated ourselves doing um, can be opportunities for connection. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about laundry because I was thinking when I do laundry, because we each each member of the family does their own laundry, I, I think I, I wash it and, and then I forget about it. And then it's the next day I, I have to throw in the dryer. I run it and then I, I forget about it. The next day it's wrinkled, <laughs> so I run it again. And, uh. and then I keep, I don't know if anybody else does that, but doing the laundry for me is like a four day. Oh <laughs> Uh, oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, and to that point about having people join you, um, I think just reclaiming conversation mm -hmm. in general, whether it's because you're doing laundry or you're chopping wood or you're just sitting having coffee with somebody, uh, that's becoming a lost art uh, mm -hmm. in, the, in the digital world. And uh, reclaiming conversation, the, the meaning and satisfaction, the connection you really get from just sitting down for 45 minutes, an hour with somebody uh, just sharing life together, you know, so th that is not anti-technology. That is just pro conversation, yeah. mm -hmm. pro, pro relationships. Yes. Another sort of like half measure, uh, um, not in a bad way of bringing other like real people into the mix is to, to have some types of technology or ways of using technology that you do in community. I mean, like yeah. to say yeah. like, no, we like I watch movies with other people. Yeah. I, I mean, if that's like an issue for you, it's not like don't ever watch another movie. You could simply say, no, like I'm going to do this with someone else and just experience how that impacts what you choose to watch, how you engage with it, with it you know, like how just like experience that that's a way of changing our relationship with technology without trying to eliminate it yeah, yeah. Uh, jumping to another place too when you were talking about texting because that, that's an issue I have usually I'll read it and I intend to respond and then you yep. just forget about yep. it and then it just shows up as like red right yeah. and so you're just like oh I forgot to text you back but I think uh, like email, you know, a good practice with email is not to read your email every time something comes in mm -hmm. as much as bunching it uh, mm -hmm. during a certain time of the day. You know, let's say like 3 p.m. when most people, if you're in the office, you hit a wall anyways, right? Because you've had a lot of carbs during lunch. And so I, I, you could bunch text messages together, right? Mm -hmm. And so you set a time during the day to say, hey, at this time and this time, I'm going to respond to emails, which again, um, years after the advent of emails, we've just learned as human beings it, you know, it, it, it's, it's unhealthy emotionally to be responding as emails come in, you mm -hmm. know, but that's something that people still do yeah. as much as just, Hey, I'm going to dedicate this 15, 20 minutes to responding to all my emails. Mm -hmm. Same thing could be with text and just say, Hey, and if, if there's a lot of people texting you, you could just say, Hey, part of my um, diet with digital technology is, you know, at this time of the day, that's when I bunch up all my texts and I'll respond to you then. So if, if you text me at 10 PM, but I, I didn't respond to you until three, 3 PM the next day, just understand it's not, you know, I'm mm -hmm. ghosting you or anything yeah. else, but this is just my way of really, um, 
making sure that I, I own the, te- the technology mm-hmm. that yeah. I have. I, I actually knew of a guy um, who, and this was again in the analog days, uh, who had on outside his office door essentially saying like, I, I respond, I return phone calls in this uh, hour. I like, mm. you know, I have my door open for this hour. Yeah. The rest of the time, I'm like, I'm working yeah. kind of a thing. And yeah. he was, I mean, again, he was bunching his time and he just let every single call go to voicemail. And then for mm-hmm. like an hour or two, he would, res- he would like respond to all of them. Yeah. And he was a very, very effective worker. Now, again, it's one of those things where I, I, that was in the analog days. And I do think that the pace of work in some ways has only accelerated yeah. in the mm-hmm. past, you know, whatever that was 15, 20 years ago. Uh, but it is a strategy that we can still use in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it feels like, oh, wait, but if I'm if I'm not answering any of my calls all day, then people will think, you know, X, Y, and Z. But, you know, I, for instance, I made um, like five calls to different camps for something for young professionals. And um, – all of them answered and said, I will get back to you. And none of them have. And mm. it's been over a week. Oh, wow. But uh, so it's like, oh, well, maybe if they had let that go to voicemail. And then they answered all of those voicemails at the same time. Instead of taking a bunch of calls saying, I'll get back to you. Yeah. And then never calling anyone back. You know, so it's, I think we think we're being more efficient. Right. But actually, we're just kind of like spreading out the work. <laughs> Uh, and it, it becomes overwhelming, and we never tackle any of and it. And some might argue that the, that distractibility is the most inefficient thing you can yes, do. Yes, exactly. There literally is no such thing as multitasking. Your brain is just jumping between single tasking fast enough that it feels like you're doing two things yeah. at once. Yeah. And so, like, it's really possible that they live a very, like, those people, they're probably overworked. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But the distractible way that they're working Mm -hmm. is just sort of expounding or compounding the problem. Yeah. Mm. I think the other thing that could be really helpful is, you know, you distinguish between high quality recreation or leisure and low quality leisure, right? So binge watching is low quality leisure, Mm -hmm. you know, Crafting tools might be high quality leisure. So um, what you could do is you could schedule actually your low quality leisure. Hmm. So say more about that. Instead of just like, I'm bored, I'm going to scroll. Just say, hey, from six to seven, that's my low quality leisure time. Mm. I can do whatever, like no rules. Uh, I can do whatever I want. I could watch TV, I could scroll, but you're scheduling low quality leisure mm-hmm. instead of low quality leisure being the, the default, default. Yeah. of yeah. when you're doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you schedule that, you, you know, you're going to have time to kind of wind down if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're setting your limits. You're saying from six to seven or whatever time it is, um, that's going to be my time to just kind of decompress from the world mm-hmm. and I- enjoy and allow myself low quality leisure because the other times after that time is over, hey man, I got to get off the couch, mm. start working on a craft or or something or read a book or something that's going to engage me and it's going to bring more meaning and productivity to my life or rest to mm-hmm. my life that's high quality and will actually give me rest versus uh, engaging in low quality leisure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you just schedule out your low quality leisure. Give yourself an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of what happens is we kind of stumble onto low quality leisure 
and then we never get off of it until yeah. we're just exhausted. Well, you also pointed out something that from, from an earlier season when we talked about types of rest, which I think is critical yeah. in that knowing yourself well enough to understand how you are tired mm. makes a huge difference in sort of the effectiveness of that strategy. Yeah. Because yeah. because you can be sort of saying, look, I'm really tired. I need an hour. And this regularly happens to me. Mm. If I'm not paying attention to how I'm tired, I will, you know, I'll misdiagnose and like, you know, basically end up losing that time and not being any more rested than yeah. I was in the beginning. And I think there can be times where it's like, look, it, like there are times when, yeah, you just like turn off your brain. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But if it's not addressing the fatigue that you feel, it, it's a, it's like, you know, diminishing returns for yeah. sure. Yeah. I would say the other thing too, this kind of, uh, in a world where most connections happen digitally, um, join something, you know, like a group, Ooh. you know, bowling uh, league. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> bowling league. I was just talking. I was talking to a, a pastor yesterday, and he was telling me that he found six people in his church who love board games, mm. and every Friday night they get together and, and they're combining like a small group with an outreach thing. Okay. So from six to seven, they have dinner together and they just check in with each other. Mm. That's from from six to seven, and then from seven o'clock on, they invite their neighbors to their house and they just play board games every Friday night. Cool. Right. So again, you don't have to, it's not, it doesn't have to be board games. It doesn't have to be every Friday night, mm -hmm. but just joining something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as tiring as that may seem to like, especially if you're an introvert, like, Oh man, just being with more people. But, but if it's around something that you really enjoy mm -hmm. doing, yeah. it actually yeah. gives you life. It's true. Yeah. The silent book club in Ann Arbor <laughs> meets, I think, on Thursdays. Uh huh. Um, which, say silent, more. What is which a is a, a book club. club? So it's for for introverts mostly, I think. Preach. Um, who, um, yeah, want to have like in person connection over books without having the pressure of like talking the whole time. So they gather together at different places around Ann Arbor and they all go to that place at the same time, read their individual books and they have the opportunity to connect. But there's also just like space for, for focused reading. Mm. It's like that, that blend of, of yeah. being in person, having yeah. that connection, but also having the freedom to, to do your own thing. Mm. So interesting. Well, Nate, uh, your, your daughter and mine used to do that all the time. Yeah, you that's know? true. They did. Like uh, she also would go over and, you know, they would just sit there together and read yeah. in yeah. silence together and they loved it. Oh, it sure. was like an yeah. introvert party. Yep. Right. Be like, what'd you guys do? Oh, we just read yeah. <laughs> together. Well, we were in the same room. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it's like, like that's a great way to connect yeah. or yeah. crafter noons is another good one that I like for, for introverts who don't want to like, like the idea of having a board game party every single Friday sounds overwhelming. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, what's your craft and who can you do it with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we've, we've lost that art. Or one thing you could do, and I know Gabe did this. I don't know if he still does this, but just get a dumb phone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my older brother also has a dumb phone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Basically it has like maps calling and texting and that's okay. literally it. Yeah. That's literally it. Yeah. Oof. That's, <laughs> I, was, I get stressed thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a bad idea. It just, yeah, yeah. And, and I would say too, the the I I I would 
uh, hypothesized that the, your level of technology addiction is correlated with the level of anxiety and stress you feel <laughs> with the time away from your phone, or, or if you've lost your phone, right? Yeah. If you could be, if you've lost your phone, or you, let's say you know it's somewhere in your house, right? Mm. I mean, I I honestly lose my phone almost daily. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous, right? And uh, if you're like, oh my goodness, I can't live without it, right? And you're not going anywhere. Like, there, hey, there's, there's, you need to do some detoxing there. Mm-hmm. There's just something mm-hmm. off right there, right? But if you're like, oh, yeah, I lost it. I'll find it. And I'm just going to go on with life. Um, or, or so, so where, where does that fall? You know, if you lost your phone and, it, and you know it's home somewhere and you're not going anywhere, there's no pressure, but you just freak out, mm-hmm. there's probably some level of codependence there that is yeah. just really a, an addictive behavior that is not healthy. Yeah. I mean, for me, one of the conveniences is that some of many of my activities are dangerous to my phone. So there are lots of times Ah, when I'll be like, oh, I got to leave that behind. Like it's, I can't have that in my pocket. I mean, my phone has dropped in buckets of paint. It's dropped in like, like buckets of drywall. Mm. Like it's, it's been run over. It just is like, there are lots of times where again, and this is one of those interesting things where it's like, I, I, I realize that in some ways I'm privileged to have my life structured in such a way that there are limits Mm. around technology that I don't have to work very hard on. It's sort of like, no, I'm not going to bring that or I'm going to leave it, you know, um, in the, in the cab of the truck or something like that. Uh, so I do that just because I've broken so many phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if that metric works for me because, uh, two, two things that I, want to always have with me are my phone and my water bottle because I drink a lot of water in a day Uh, but also those are the two things I lose most often (laughs) and when I do I'm like oh well you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so I don't I don't know if that metric works for me because I I think that there's probably some codependence on my phone but at the same time uh Jillian can tell you it is with me only about half the time Uh the other half the time it's you know, somewhere scattered around the church. Yeah, yeah, me too, right? (laughs) There are times when Amy's like, are you coming home? And I've left my phone in my office because I'm Mm. talking to somebody else in their office. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) sorry, Amy. Uh, I didn't have my phone with me. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But even that, and this is an interesting thing, like even that, like there can be an understanding between people you're close with that, so I mean because I do this I get annoyed if I text someone and like and if (laughs) my kids don't text me back I'm like come on like I know you have your phone on you but Mm. but if we sort of alter that reality to understand like hey we're trying to hey family we're trying to not have our phones on us all the time yeah then it's not a big deal to miss a text like when are you coming home or you know can you whatever pick up pretzels at the store yeah uh, I don't remember, uh, one of my friends was talking about a story from her mom when her mom and her dad were traveling in France, you know, I don't know, for 30 years ago. Um, and the dad had meetings and the mom was like at the hotel. And one day, uh, they were supposed to meet at the hotel at like 6 PM. He got caught up in a meeting and, and he didn't end up meeting her like she was in the lobby waiting to meet him for like three hours okay and wow, i remember French. yeah so uh, what i re- what like struck me is 
you know, this was like before cell phones mm-hmm. or, and, and especially before internet, I mean, there were probably cell phones of some kind, but before there were like, you know, you, you didn't use your cell phone abroad. Yeah. Um, and so there was just, there was literally no way to get in touch. And so she just waited yeah. for three hours. And now if I, if I was waiting for three hours and I didn't get a text, I would be like, that person is dead. Right. <laughs> they are dead and I don't know what to do, you know, but like just again, altering that, that kind of expectation yeah. of, oh, it's actually, it's okay if, if. Uh, we don't have to know where someone is every second of the day. I mean, again, you're talking about my childhood where yeah. like my parents were, would pick me up from school at some point. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and if not, you just sort of like wait around or yeah. if they showed up and I wasn't done, they would just like wait, wait. in the car. Yeah. You'd like somehow it's so funny to me. Cause I'm like, how did that even work? Yeah. I, can't, I lived it, but I can't comprehend it anymore. Yeah. But it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't destructive. It wasn't yeah. wrong. It was just a different way. Yeah. yeah. So that's out there. Yeah. Uh, I had a thought. I lost it. Oh, man. Just like I lo- lose my phone. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're, we're coming up on an hour. Yeah. Hopefully and, that uh, gave you some practical yeah. things to consider. You don't got to do it all. Yeah. Just pick one. And yeah. Uh, yeah. See if you can have a better relationship with technology. And we will see year. you in 2024. That's right. Enjoy your holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.